bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Hello everyone, what is up? It is me, Ewan, and this is a new episode of the We Love Dad Movies podcast. With Prey coming out in just a week, two weeks, less than two weeks time, uh, I thought we'd go back and revisit another stilling entry in the Predator franchise. And to do this with me is a childhood friend. Please welcome Dan Grieber. Hello. Hello, Dan. You got the surname right as well. I was like, should I should I tell him before or not? Oh, the different the different you know, it's not a Frank Grimes situation. It's just a... not Frank Grimes. I get I get Grimmer Frank, a lot. That's Frank. the main one. That's not fun. Oh, uh, you, you stop correcting people, it's easier. <laughs> I've had Ewan before. <laughs> Ewan, Owen Ewan. Owen Peterson. Owen Ian. Uh yeah, loads, loads. But yeah, no, um Dan is a friend who I met at high school, um, doing drama. We were I think I think we were I think it was the was the Oliver we, Twist. We were we were Fagan's gang. Fagan's gang, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was I was a I was a little year seven and Dan was what, you were year eleven, year ten? Oh man, no, I was I think I was what, two years above you? So you were I was like maybe year nine, year ten. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you would you would I, I I got taken in by the drama group. That was the best part of year seven. Was like you know kind of like getting, yeah yeah we we were we were, <laughs> we were two members of Fagan's gang in all the twists. I got a little dance number. I remember did, yeah. that was a great time. Um and used to play video games together. And then like as I moved away from kind of the northwest, um didn't talk that much. And then I've been kind of I've been following you. I've been following your career with great interest. Look at your letterbox reviews. Yeah, um, you kind of that's that's like Twitter, Twitter and letterbox. Yeah, yeah. So it's just been fun to because I always we always I always knew you had like a you were a big film guy. Um, but it's just nice to to see that and like interact more and stuff. And I am always appreciative of your film takes. So I thought if anyone's gonna come and do Predator Two with me. <laughs> It needs to be a man of discerning taste. <laughs> but but what's so odd, I think, with me and you, is I don't feel like when we were kids, we really bonded that much over films. No. I feel like we just played, like, Halo. Halo 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, those are the days. Yeah, yeah. And then now we kind of mainly just talk, tweet each other, like, oh, have you seen this? This is great. Yeah, yeah. No, because, like, I feel like we, we had a shared appreciation for Die Hard, and I feel like that is a good, that's a good dad movie in there, because, like... Um, you know, my big kind of film journey really started in my 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 early teens um, with my dad and like showing me all sorts. Um, and yeah, no, I, it was always it wasn't like the main through line of the friendship, but definitely like I knew you had a an action movie appreciation going. Oh, on. massively! I mean, for me, it was like when I was a kid, <clears throat> it, my like whole identity as a kid came from the movies that they showed on ITV at like nine PM on a Saturday. And they would, uh, they would put on like Air Force One, The Fugitive, <laughs> Die yes. Hard Two, like Under Siege. And so when I was a kid, when I was like maybe eight years old, my mum would let me watch these movies, and I put them on at like nine p.m. Saturday night, every night, ITV. And I about halfway through the movie, maybe like two thirds of the way through, they put the news on. It was like, like half ten, the news would be on for like fifteen minutes. And as a kid, I was only ever allowed to watch up until the news. So oh, there was like that's so... even worse than not being. That's like, uh, look what there you could have, so, son. <laughs> so many action movies that I haven't seen the last thirty minutes of, which is like, 
arguably the best bit of most of them. Yeah. Apart from maybe the opening. You never sometimes. got to see Harrison Ford go, get off my plane. Exactly. I was I was just like, oh, what I guess Gary Oldman's one. Yeah, <laughs> the terrorists won. <laughs> yeah well, I, I had a similar-ish thing because like film for Friday night is like my big dad movie association but like my parents also kind of didn't show me everything so like I watched the diehards basically in reverse order I watched <laughs> Die Hard 3 first then Die Hard 2 then Die Hard 1 that's probably informed why I think Die Hard Three is the best Die Hard, um, but yeah, no, um, Predator. Uh, yeah, so Predator is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it might be my favorite action movie ever. Um, I think it's just an absolutely amazing movie. I've just done an essay on the Patreon about John McTiernan, um, what a special filmmaker he was, um, and Predator Two is an interesting one to talk about because in the, overall with the Predator franchise, uh, it's not had too many hits. You know, we 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 reached such glory highs with that first movie. And then, you know, it, it, it's not really ever reclaimed. It never was like with Alien, you know, you always had the one great sequel with Jim Cameron. Yeah. And, you know, if you meet, I'm a Prometheus defender. I love Prometheus. I love Alien Covenant as well. So you have those two. But with Predator, you know, it, it has that reputation of like, you know, having one of the best action movies of all time that spawned an incredible franchise and then kind of a few middling follow-ups. And I still haven't seen Shane Black's The Predator, so I can't comment on that one. Um, but, you know, it is kind of one of those things where it's like, we look at it as, you know, a downward trend. But, I mean, I, I don't think it's ever got truly that bad. Like, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm the guy who will defend slightly the Shane Black movie. Yeah, I mean, I want to watch it. I, I love think it Shane has Black. its moments. Yeah. It has a lot of very bad moments, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to watching it's that. It's some good action. It's it's got it's got its moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like Predators, I know people kind of have some affection for that movie. I watched it, and I, uh, mm, it's not really ever vibed with me. Um, so like of all the Predator sequels that I've like watched, uh, Predator Two is the one that's always stood out to me. And like I can't say that it's anywhere near as good as the first movie the first movie in my view is like cinematic perfection but but predator 2 you know man (laughs) we watched it last night and i remember it it played out exactly the way i remembered it it's got those crazy cocaine fueled first 30 minutes where everyone's screaming the agent johnson from die hard is yelling at danny glover We've got, you know, uh, Jamaican and Colombian uh, stereotypes going at each other in some kind of Paul Verhoeven-esque L.A. dystopia. Danny Glover with a gun with the world's biggest scope. Oh, yeah, yeah, his scope pistol. We loved that for him. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the crazy little laser sights they have too. And the middle third is kind of like just Bill Paxton going, Hey, man, I'm Bill Paxton. Let me, like, trail Gary Boosie. And then you get the last 30 minutes... Which are just perfect. <laughs> it, it it is the the last half an hour of this movie is nonstop. The it goes from a fight scene to a chase scene to another fight scene, <laughs> and it is just Danny Glover just mumbling to himself about what he's trying to do the whole way through, and it is so yeah. good. This this falls into like a, a, a perfect category of like dad movie yeah. for me which is the movie where your dad or like my dad any dad could watch this movie and at some point halfway through the movie he'll mutter the words 
I could probably do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be there criticizing Gary Boosie. Oh man, what's he doing with that foil suit on? Oh, he's trying to freeze him. Oh, he should just shoot him. Oh, what's he doing? <laughs> like they get a guy who looks like he can't beat people up, but also somehow looks like he can beat people up. And then they get him to beat people up. And at some point, they're watching that and going, you know what, if I was dropped in the same situation, I, yeah, I think that's, I'd that's be okay. The Har- that's the Harris, trying to climb down that's that the Harrison pipe. Ford equation. Da- Danny Glover's built in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's great. I said it to you just before we recorded about the fact that he just looks really shub- slubby and out of shape at one point, And then he takes a shirt off in his office and you're like, He's, he's in yeah, good he's shape. really built, and like it's funny because obviously the Lethal Weapon movies were coming out at the same time, which obviously paid him out to be like an older dude. And then you come at this, and he's like, kind of got the Riggs role almost. Like he's like, he's just like got a death wish at times. They kind of it is a fun reversal of uh, Murtog because it's just like he's 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 a loose cannon. He's being chastised by the police chief. Uh, the best, yeah. The best way they describe it is there's a scene maybe halfway through the movie or even early in that it's when. Is it detective? Is his name Archuleta who dies? He goes. He goes to investigate the crime scene. He gets killed by the predator, and afterwards, there, um, the the chief of police is just listing off all the stuff that Glover's character's done. And at one point, they say he's damaged or destroyed eleven patrol cars. <laughs> Maybe that's his trademark special: the the kicking out the door and driving it with like leaning out the window. <laughs> <laughs> just driving down it, guys. They're like, oh, excessive force, overuse of violence, destroyed eleven patrol cars, and like I think they say some other vehicle he's destroyed. And I kept thinking, like, if this was a real guy, like if this was a real officer on the LAPD, he'd be like. He'd be fired so quickly. I don't know, man. Or, well, maybe not fired. Maybe not fired. But the people wouldn't like yeah. him. The public wouldn't like him. They'd know about it. And in this, this is the kind of movie where you watch it and you hear that he's destroyed 11 patrol cars. And I'm going to keep going back to that point because it's so funny. And you go, yeah, but I bet he destroyed every single one of those patrol cars just being a damn hero. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so we're doing this. This is the, the stereotypical dad movie podcast fashion of a long, non non linear setup. But we've gone, we've gone the end, we've gone in the middle, we've gone back. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know, Predator Two, um, written by the two original writers of the first Predator, uh, Jim Thomas and John Thomas, directed by Stephen Hopkins, who directed the fifth Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, his his filmography is insane. It's a weird one. It's so he never peaked past yeah, this. Yeah. Like, this was his. Top tier yeah, film, totally, and you know it still has um, the the Larry Gordon and Joel Silver connections on producing as well. So after the first Predator came out and they were doing a treatment for a sequel, uh, the Thomas brothers went to the studio and they were like, "Hey, we want to do a Predator. We don't want to. We've got a few more ideas for Predator." And like one of them was like the whole the the concrete jungle kind of idea, which really run them over. Um, and it was actually originally going to have. Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is the thing that I've been enjoying reading up on this, is that Schwarzenegger was approached to come back and they were going to give him the kind of um, Gary Busey role of, like, you know, having him having, like, survived, you know, the events ten years earlier and now he's being employed by the government to to track down Predators, which is a movie I would absolutely watch. I think if you were going to do, you know, given we've got the whole legacy sequel thing going on right now and obviously I'm looking forward to Prey with its fresh premise and stuff, but the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger... After, you know, Dutch, after the original Predator, having to hunt them down. Like, that's a, that's a cool premise. I'm not upset that it never happened, because I think this is hilarious, a good movie. Um, but it's yeah. an interesting thing to think about, that he could have been in this as well. I've never been more disappointed than when I watched The Shane Black Predator, and they do that whole sequel tease. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's five years old. Um, 
they open up that like thing at the end and it's just some suit for Boyd Holbrook's character to fight the Predators in the next movie, which is so... like I don't even want to go down much. I hate that. But I was like, if they open this up and Arnold Schwarzenegger's in there, I'm going to stand up in the cinema and I'm going to clap and cheer. <laughs> and I was so never so let down by my own expectations as I was in that During movie the, at that, that exact Richard point. E. Grant thing of, I laughed, I cried, <laughs> I cheered. <laughs> <laughs> There was there was a there was a version of that scene in that movie where it was Ripley from Aliens. Do you know that? What? <laughs> they were going to open up that pod instead of that weird like predator suit coming out. It was going to be Ripley. No. I I don't know how they were going to bring Ripley back in time, like four hundred years. Or I'm not sure when Aliens set, but <laughs> she was just going to be in there. Everything I hear about this movie makes me want to watch it. More. Yeah, they filmed it. <laughs> they, wait, what? I don't think it was Sigourney Weaver. I think it was like a stand-in. <laughs> it was. I think they just got someone from like the craft it. services table and put like a curly hair wig on her and were like, oh, "All right, okay. come on in." Right. Well, your Weaver for today. That's a good. That's a good segue-ish because we can talk about how Predator Two. Um, you know, we think of Predator today as like such a, a massive sci-fi horror franchise, and I think even when you look at the original Predator, approaching it from maybe someone who isn't intimately familiar with the movie, you would look at that and go, well, I'm expecting, you know, a big sci-fi horror, you know, spectacle. You know, the Predator is the main star of the movie and kind of not realising that it was this amazing Schwarzenegger action film primarily. And I think we have Predator 2 to thank for this because this is the film that really kicked open the mythos of the franchise. And it does it mostly in the last the last 30 minutes um, where, you know, Danny Glover kind of stumbles into the conspiracy. You know, he just gets... <laughs> He just gets run over by those two guys. They just kind of like, <laughs> such, it's the most abrupt thing. Because like the thing that I have to like say is the worst thing about this movie is the pacing and maybe the structure of the narrative. Because yeah, it's, um, it doesn't build its mystery particularly well. Um, but it, you know, when we get to those last thirty minutes, it, it I would argue it bails on the mystery completely. Yeah, it does. It does, and like. <laughs> But it's so annoying as well because Gary Boosie is so good in this. And that that line, my favourite, favourite scene of this entire movie. And it's even better than the Danny Glover bit at the end where he's like, all right, who's next? It's the bit where Gary Boosie's in the in uh, the the van, the space van with them all. And um, he's like, the lions, the tigers, oh my. <laughs> it's my favourite bit. <laughs> The, the, the one of the best things about this movie and I, I feel like you know if you want to go from start to finish we can but I feel like we've got to shout out the two just heroes of the 90s dad movie who are in this movie and the 80s as well which is Busey and we've mentioned him briefly but Bill Paxton is incredible in this so amazing he, like they're all sweating as well. It's a very sweaty movie <laughs> <laughs> Paxton's got this thing and he does it more than ever in this movie if you got a different actor to do the exact same thing, or if you changed Paxton's performance slightly, it would be terrible. But he somehow makes it so, so good. His, you were just saying your favourite line of movie. My favourite bit of this movie is, is just before Paxton's whole train scene. He's on the train, and he sees himself on the news, and he's like, oh, hey, that's me. And he just looks at some random old guy, and he goes, no autograph pops. <laughs> it's so good. And he sells it so well. He, he was such a charmer. He was such a charming guy, and, you know, perfect for that kind of um, naive southern cop being drafted into the war zone kind of, like, role that he has. Um, 
and the ensemble cast here is fun like it's 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 um i said earlier on that it's kind of verhovene in a way uh because everyone in this is essentially a cartoon uh, and you know what the movie does it well um because and i feel like that is in the spirit of the first movie in a way as well which obviously you know intentionally sets up these like these exemplars of 80s action protagonists to be torn apart by this this monster and and here you kind of have like a different it's, it's, they're all just cop cartoons essentially yeah it's, it's very like it's kind of i, I definitely thought halfway through like when you were saying about the hogan like i was getting robocop vibes and there's there's so many people in this that do show up in older movies. Like his squad is like Paxton, um, the actress who is is the one who's on the train. Paxton, I forget her name. It's from the Running Man, I think. Is she oh the my same, god! Same it, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's the, like Arnold's love interest in the Running Man. You've got Agent Johnson from Die Hard, who is also the villain in uh, Is it License to Kill or, or The Living Daylights? It's one of the one of the Timothy Dalton Bonds. Yeah, I, I forget his name now. And like every so many people who show up in it are just like just classic action characters. You got like Gary Busey. You got like pre Chuck slash pre right wing nutjob Adam Baldwin in like a really small role towards the end that gets bigger. Yeah, yeah, it's so great. And they don't they don't make things like that anymore. You don't see the guy. I wish I remembered his name. The guy who plays Agent Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Die Hard, yeah, yeah. he plays the chief. You don't see people who look like that anymore. Yeah, totally. Um, there's everyone. Uh, you know, you definitely don't see Gary Boosies anywhere anymore either, as well. Um, no, everyone's everyone's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, totally. And oh, it's just, yeah. Um, we'll go. We'll go from the beginning, shall we? We'll talk a little bit about the setup for this movie, which is That's that it, yeah. um, it's 1997, so 10 years after the original Predator. The far future, nineteen ninety seven, <laughs> and uh, there's this massive heat wave going on in LA, and there's also a massive gang war going on between these Colombian and Jamaican drug cartels. The opening of this movie is just crazy. We're introduced, kind of like we we get that that funny setup where it's like the outskirts of LA, and then it kind of like you have the jungle drums playing, and then it zooms in, and you see it's actually like the city itself. And you had these guys who were basically just smoking cracks, snorting coke, shooting, swearing, and all the cops are screaming, and basically like drunk tools. Loitering, kicking bins over. Yeah, and then the Predator is basically the sicko's meme. He's looking in from the window like, yes, (laughs) yes. Uh, And he, he, like, we get introduced to Danny Glover's character, who is like the hotshot cannon cop. Um, he, He goes to rescue these officers who are downed. The Predator comes in. Kills about a bunch of five, like five different like gag members, and they basically go from there. And there's that whole mystery that he tries to solve, where it's like, who killed this guy? Uh, and it's that I mentioned it earlier on. I feel like the mystery of this movie, like if if there's any big kind of thing that goes against it, it's like this could have been a really compelling mystery. You know, like having. Um, having Glover's character really kind of unravel this conspiracy and get deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, which they do in a way, but it's basically just three murders happen and then it's just like right to it. And like, that's kind of, the film can't be blamed for that in a way because people who have seen the original already know what this is. Um, But I feel like maybe you could have introduced those little elements that it does later in the movie maybe a little bit earlier and that would have you know alleviated yeah. some of that kind of um the pacing issues that it has i feel like it, it it had a certain idea in mind of what its audience wanted to see and what its audience wanted to see was the predator just 
fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah. But it starts to overcorrect a little bit at times, and then they actually kind of introduce, like, like you say, like, something that could be quite a cool mystery of the Predator, like, inserting himself into this gang war and Danny Glover trying to figure out who's doing it. But it kind of just goes, well, now he now he knows it's the Predator, kind of. Let's just focus on him fighting the Predator and bringing these guys who can just kind of dump a bit of exposition onto what's going on for him. Yeah. But that opening is like, you're kind of, you want him to figure out what's going on and you're like watching him follow the mystery and pick up all the little clues that are barely there. Yeah, totally. It's it's it's, it's so good and it, it's a shame that it drops it, but thankfully it drops it for something that is equally, if not more, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, the final act of this movie is incredible. And we also have just so many wild directing choices. I forgot to mention that bit where he goes to meet, he goes to his friend's uh, grave and you have that moment where the predator is like stalking him and there's like the kid and then you think that they're going to do an assault on precinct 13 on this child you think this predator is going <laughs> to absolutely yeah. mess up this kid and then the kid's like what's some candy and then the predator because the predator has been listening the entire movie is slowly building a repertoire of, of words that it can say with its mouth <laughs> and um none of which fit in when he no, says them no it's <laughs> <laughs> shit talking predator man <laughs> honestly like the last third of this movie is literally just him and danny glover just like having crack with each other it's it's like hey it's so good. i'm gonna get you motherfucker it's like motherfucker and then like they're just having a great back and forth but yeah we have that bit where he goes shit happens, shit happens and they go he goes to the grave and he feels the predator is looking at him and you have the the great cut where he's like going dun dun <laughs> <laughs> like that and it's like it's constantly panning to different areas and yeah this this movie um they yeah they do it from the beginning of the movie where i don't I, I find it so funny and i don't know if it's on purpose and i'm saying a lot of this like oh this is really funny this is really funny and it kind of makes me sound like i'm saying it's bad <laughs> i'm not i love it i think it's great um this every time in this movie the predator uses his camouflage his invisibility the people he uses it on just see him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a good like, point. What, why is he? Why is he bothering? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, well, there's definitely something over there that's gonna kill me. Yeah. It... Glover has a car chase with him where he's running on the rooftops and he's invisible and he never loses him for a second. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Not for one moment. I didn't even think about that because then you have the bit where they they chase him into the meat packing plant and like they like oh we've 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 filled it with microbes and <laughs> they'll stick to him and we'll be able to see him and but like it's convenient. Never comes yeah. up. <laughs> it's a weird one. Um, but yeah, like we we have this whole thing where there's kind of like a mutual respect forming between the predator and Glover's character. Um, only only yeah. Glover doesn't know it. Like the predator is looking at him and admiring him from afar. Like, oh, I can't wait to rip out your skull and spine. It's gonna be a great time. Um, whereas like <laughs> Danny Glover, he's just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> he's like, please, my guy. Like what? And then we get that that whole abrupt that whole abrupt expositiony bit. Um, and this is where the movie goes from being like a yeah to. Oh my god, the movie owns. The movie owns so hard. That's that's the thing. We've we've kind of we've kind of jumped like we were like, okay, let's start from the beginning and we've jumped a lot from the first thirty minutes to the last thirty minutes. Cause not a lot kind of happens in the exactly, middle. Exactly, nothing that happens. Memorable. <laughs> Apart from Paxton's main scene on the train, his like death scene. That's one of the the the, the guy that's that scene where everyone on the train has a gun and is fighting at those guys shooting at those guys just before the Predator comes on is 
so great and really just shows how terrible this like future Los Angeles is. But I feel like no one when they talk about Predator Two talks about the middle of it. Everyone talks about the beginning or the finale, specifically the final scene of him fighting a predator. I mean, it's it, where, where does it start? So it, it, he, what gets him? I, I'm trying to remember what gets Danny Glover to be beaten up by Gary Busey's men and put in that weird truck. So he's um, he's chasing like he he finds out that um, the predator he 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 goes to the site of the train like massacre and the predator gets out uh, and starts leaping across like the streets uh he decks the news reporter yes and then he fo- yeah he follows the he follows the predator in, in in his car and then as he's about to get the car he just gets rammed by the uh <laughs> <laughs> like the four by four and then gets taken inside and he's very reason he's he's not that mad about it you know he gets like he, yeah, he's they... basically nearly been killed in a perpendicular crash they kind of walk upstairs like a drunk in. granddad yeah, yeah, and he's just there, he's just there, and then, 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 um, and that's that's this is the genius of Gary Busey, right? Because he goes from being just the worst asshole ever to just the biggest banterman in, in the galaxy. He's just there, like, like the lions, the tigers. Oh my! Oh my! I can't. I need. A, I. It's beautiful the way he says, "Oh my!" I can't get over it. Busey <laughs> can deliver any line so well, and it, he's because this was before like full like brain damage really like kind of losing it beauty i mean it's kind of sad what happened to him he before all that stuff happened to him had like the perfect level of an insane personality (laughs) yeah yeah no yeah it's that good balance and like it's it's a fun lethal weapon reunion as well because like you think about it his role in lethal weapon even though he does some like wild shit in that movie and like you know by the end of it it's basically that bit from the simpsons where they're egging on the monkey knife fight <laughs> um like that's basically the end of that movie um and he's he's absolutely crazy in that but for the most part that's actually quite a restrained gary Busey oh absolutely in this in this he's trying to be more restrained than he is in lethal weapon and he comes out being even more crazy which is the beauty of of of, of Busey. i think that the less he tries the more wild yeah, it becomes and so few people could do it that well because he's it's like it's like Vincent Denor it's like um the Bergen Men in Black. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He's trying to like he's trying to act like a normal human and he's 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 trying to do it, but there's just everything about him is just convey like vibrating on an entirely different frequency. <laughs> I'm like I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh cinema's nowhere what it used to be. Like it, it, there's definitely like but then when you watch a nineties movie you're like, they just don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> And you watch some of that, yeah, they, don't. they just don't have people like Gary Busey as much. And it's not, it's it's such a shame because you can watch a movie like this and you can just recognize everybody for, for just the best possible reasons. And he's always like so often one of them with like this and Lethal yeah. Weapon and Under Siege and uh, the Surviving the Game. I don't know if you've ever seen that where he. I have not. I've got out of Oh, you, to would, my list. you and you would love this movie. It's basically Hard Target with Ice T. <laughs> Oh, you said a hard target. I mean, <laughs> it's hard target, but instead of Jean Claude Van Damme, it's Ice T, and instead of Lance Henriksen and Arnold Vosloo, it's Gary Busey and John C. McGinley. Oh, shut up! <laughs> All right, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, that. this All has right, to be go. on the list. This is it's... turned into the Gary, Bu- the, the the Gary Busey podcast, but to I'm, be honest, I'm fine I'm with that. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with that. I could, I could just roll on about Busey's roles for hours. I miss yeah. him. Yeah, we should um we should actually get into what makes Predator Two 
so great. We should. <laughs> that is that is the final bit. Um, yeah. And basically, we get that whole situation where he Gary Busey illuminates the conspiracy to to Glover's character. Um, we have this great sequence in the meatpacking facility where they're all foiled up, trying to freeze the predators. So they can partially to avoid a nuclear detonation like at the end of the first movie, but also because, you know, they're the evil government and they want their hands yeah. in that sweet, sweet alien technology, which, of course, blows up in their face because the Predator has more than one kind of vision. He has the thermal vision, then I think he uses some kind of, like, um, is it, like, some kind of UV vision? Or something, something like, like that. that. They they kind of just go, they confidently say he only has infrared and then have a scene where the yeah. Predator has, like, six different visions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they, that happens, and he goes in and masks them all, and then and Glover is basically like, well, um, I want to kill this predator. You guys are going to mess this up, so I'm going to go in and do it myself. So he goes to the back of his, his police car, he gets his body armor on, gets the plates in, takes the out like, gun a shotgun, his pistol, he's got his like assault rifle with a grenade launcher that he, he cocks twice, by the way. I don't know why. He's just oh, there, yeah. like, and then it cuts back, oh, and he's cool. like, just got to do it for an extra time, to be sure. And he goes in, and they have their great kind of showdown. Um, I love that sequence so much, because there's actually, like, that's the first time in the movie I feel as though there's, like, actual tension, because you've, with all the other characters, even though you enjoy, like, obviously you're going to care about Bill Paxton, obviously you're going to care yeah. about Gary Busey, but in terms of the way they're, you know, constructed in the movie, they're quite forgettable. You know, they're basically cartoons that are meant to be disposed of by the Predator. Yeah, you know they're going uh, to die. Yeah, and then you get to this point, and you're really rooting for Glover to come out on top, because he's been through, he's reached a level of putting up with shit that, that Dutch had in the first movie at this point. So you're just like, oh my god, just just give him a win. Just give him a W. Just give him a dub. Um and you know, you have that great bit where they're you know, he's he's running through the, like the the cattle carcasses yeah. and turns around and just perforates the predator with a shotgun and like <laughs> and the predator's that's got a, that's like, a great bright green blood that looks so good. Yeah, the blood effects are so good. I think they used um it was like a glow stick uh, gloop oh, okay. with something. So I think that's I think that's what it is. And you, you have that whole bit, and then he goes to unmask him, unmask him. You have the obligatory you're one of ugly motherfucker callback because you know the predator you know s- series is you know it just loves its callbacks. It's kind of like Star Wars in that way. They got to always yeah. cite the uh, the dialogue loops. <laughs> I I kind of weirdly love it. Like callbacks can be really cliche, but I enjoy when this movie does it. The moment when it does it, I find that a lot of fun, and I don't hate like the get to the chopper reference in the, the fourth <laughs> predator. Like, I, I'm not usually as much of a sucker for those moments, but uh, weirdly in this, I am. I don't know why. I guess there's not a lot of like '90s action movie callbacks that you get, like like with like the MCU and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it feels it feels kind of like Die Hard too in a way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like. It, it, it's it's really good because they they succeed in making a movie that's really different but feels really the same as well. Yeah, it's if it's if, if it's anything, it's not boring. <laughs> yeah, I cannot say that this movie is boring. It's absolutely Especially not boring. Th- this this last final fight because he he opens up he opens up the mask, um, and then before he can finish his line and call him an ugly motherfucker, Predator grabs him by the throat and then. <laughs> Starts talking shit. The predator is like smart, oh, smart. Launches uh, him against across the room. Yeah, and then they proceed to to basically fight out for the next fifteen minutes. Uh, well, like, this like is where Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. This is where Busey shows up again. Oh yeah, no, I forgot. He Busey back. jumps down from nowhere. Like he, I don't know, he was like hugged on top of a carcass or something. And his face is partially burned. <laughs> yeah, 
he, singed. He's like suddenly like, this is between you and me, when it never was. Yeah. What beat do you have, dude? <laughs> and the, the the shot after, I absolutely love the shot straight after that of the predators like smart disc just flying through those cow bodies, mm-hmm. and just you don't ever fully see Busey just get sliced in half. You just kind of see his legs fall. It's such a great death. And yeah, then I no, think totally. that that's where Danny Glover runs up the ladder. He he escapes up to the <laughs> he's to the like rooftop. I've had enough of yeah, this I am getting out of here and like it's at that moment though he's like oh actually I don't want any of this that the predator is kind of like wait where are you going where are you going <laughs> where, where are you going come back get off that roof come back we're gonna talk we're gonna do this and yet they have the next like five to ten minutes of this movie is like a blur to me because you have that whole sequence where they are fighting each other on the rooftop um they somehow end up reenacting the 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 rooftop dangling scene from Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, and then um, Glover glabs, glabs? Grabs the, uh, the the disc. Has it got a special name for it, the disc? I don't want to I think they call it a smart name. disc, but I feel like smart I made disc. that up. Okay, I'm going to call it the I'm smart worried disc. I made that up, but let's call no, it no, that. No. It's canon. So he picks up the smart disc and then slices off the Predator's uh, arm because it's trying to, like, you know, doing it, trying to do another nuke. Um, but rather than that, Killing the Predator, he he falls comedically, like a big extraterrestrial Homer Simpson, down like this pipe, uh, and then crashes into this um this this bathroom in this apartment. So here's here's oh, where I want to ask you a really important question. Yeah, go for it. I, I want you to accurately describe to me how the Predator heals himself. <laughs> right, okay. So he reaches into his uh his little travel bag. <laughs> reaches into his travel bag. Together in travel bag, opens it up, uh, gets a Bunsen burner. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bathroom tiles. Um, yeah, yeah, gets a punch, punch, punches the wall because he's angry, and then you melts down the. Does he cover it in liquid first? I forget. He pours like a blue he, he liquid punches, onto it. Yeah, yeah. So he punches the bathroom tiles, pulls it into the Bunsen burner, and then covers that in liquid, and then sets that on fire, which melts it into some kind of crystalline gel. Which he then uses to cauterize his wo- his wounds. Yeah, with like a lolly so, stick. Yeah, I love this bit. To be fair, I it's like great. The idea it's my favorite part of the movie. Is, like they have um, they they just it's a similarly great move moment in the in the first movie because it's like, you know, it, the great part of like humanoid horror is that there's just enough humanity in them to make it kind of like, mm. and I do find it great that these guys are just like, yeah, we got a little, you know, I need to sort of myself and uh, like you know wrap myself up, bandage myself, and it's a great moment because at the same time while all this is happening, and it's hilarious watching this predator freak out and get really annoyed by how much it hurts to to cauterize these these. Yeah, I mean, they're soldiers. That's the whole idea of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have Glover on, like, the rooftop trying to get down and finish the job, and they kind of establish briefly earlier in the movie that he is a bit of, like, a a fear of, like, Yeah, when he shoots that guy. It's never, like, yeah, yeah, but they never really delve into it. And then suddenly it's like, oh, he's afraid of heights again. And then we get to that moment where, you know, <laughs> the Predator crashes out of this old folks, uh, like this 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 um, apartment block, goes down an elevator, Glover chases after him. And then for some reason at the bottom of this apartment building, there is the Predator. The whole ship, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the Predator meant to, like, I guess he was meant to be in the ship. The line is so great when... Um, Glover gets into the apartment and the old lady's there who's like noticed all the stuff that's gone on and he goes uh, he says to the old lady like he goes don't worry I'm a cop and the old lady just goes 
I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. There are so many great one-liners in this one. Um, but this is where the movie really kind of comes into its own for me. Um, such great set design going on in this movie. Yeah, the yeah. Predator ship itself just looks absolutely brilliant. I love all the dry ice around, you know, um... And we get that brief shot of like the the trophy room as well, and you get to see all the different kind of like it's like an alien kind of like this. Well, there's the xenomorph skull, which is obviously the big like the big takeaway that kind of like blew this universe wide open. Yeah. But you also have like the um like the the humanoid skulls as well. So you have like the human one, but then also like I don't know if it's meant to be a dinosaur or whether it's meant to be like an alien creature, and you have other. I guess it's just every well. planet and they've been to. Yeah, and it's just, it, in that one moment, you're like, wow, the scale of this is, like, so immediately apparent. And, like, if there's one thing that this movie does excellently, it's tease the world building. And in this final yeah. confrontation, especially, you, you learn so, you learn more about the Predator than you do in, like, you know, um, the, the previous hour and a half you've been watching this for. It, it's the, you almost kind of, I think they just do a really good thing. The, the fight is not as huge a deal as you think it might be at that point. It's a pretty quick fight because I think they just are like, they pay attention to the world building for a sec and let you see the other predators and the ship and just how they they let you just grasp an idea of how they work as these like hunters and you know Danny Glover's going to win so they don't have to waste time with drawing that out like it, it would it would not do its job well if he just went in, got his ass kicked by the predator and they just fucked up into space it, 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 yeah it, totally and the funny thing is as well it's like wh- whereas dutch like outsmarts them in the first movie glover just straight up kills yeah he just fist fights him it should be the, like you'd think it'd be the opposite way around but no arnold's gotta use his smarts <laughs> and danny glover the... just beats him up so the first predator in the first movie he gets killed by being bonked on the head by a gigantic log and then in this one he's there going <laughs> you know, fist to cuffs, fist to fist with Danny Glover, and then just gets gets bisected yeah. down down a vertical line with the smart disc, and you know what? The movie's best achievement is making you fully buy that the that Glover can do this, because immediately after that happens <laughs> six other predators decloak, you take the and he's just line. like yeah, yeah, and he's just like, oh, alright, who's, who's next? next? And I'm like, yes! Yes! The worst, yes. the worst part is I'd have watched him fight every single one of those Predators happily. Oh, yeah. I would have believed it. If, if, he'd, if he'd beaten all of them, I would have believed it as well. I wouldn't have even been like, oh, you know, maybe he'll just go down in a blaze of glory. I'd be like, no, he's gonna he's just gonna beat them. Like, I'd have even took like, someone walking under the ship just to Danny Glover, just surrounded by dead Predators. Like, they don't even have to show me. I'm okay with it. Yeah. He's just covered in green juice and he's just like... <laughs> wiping it off it's, it'd be so good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other great bit because like after after this happens and you think that they're about to just you know get revenge for them killing killing the boy there's the mutual respect element and the lead predator who kind of has like a pirate thing going on um he's got kind of like um he's got a cutlass and then he hands um he hands Glover as a trophy um like an old flintlock yeah from the 18th century from from someone who he hunted and again it's just the way it blows that entire world open and makes you think of all these amazing possibilities for stories everything all that unspoken history 
it's such a cool setup and it's it's so easy to understand after having watched this why it became a massive franchise with comics with video games with crossovers um you know because it's just that world that 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 one scene just creates such a fascinating window into into so many different I think, uh, possibilities i think this is the slight problem the sequels suck and i don't dislike the sequels that much not as much as a lot of people do every predator movie and they're going back to this with prey which i love and i've heard good things about prey and i cannot wait to see it oh yes yeah, i wish it was in the cinema um oh it deserves to be. absolutely it it every movie should have been what if this person fought the predator yeah I the first movie is like what if a bunch of commandos fought the predator lethal weapon and lethal weapon 2 had come out this one was like what if murtar fought the predator the new one is like what if a comanche i don't know if she's supposed to be like a warrior or you know what if, what if she fought the predator the, the the third one kind of has that with a group of like different criminals and so does the fourth one the fourth one kind of does the same thing where it's like let's just get a bunch of criminals but let's make them really like over the top criminals but i would have just loved a different movie every couple of years of just like oh what if like a what if like a guy who was a barbarian a thousand years ago had to fight a predator and just what, what if this guy had to fight a predator what if this person had to fight a predator i want my pirate predator movie man I'd like, love i that. completely forgot i forgot that the lead predator in this the guy who like gives him the trophies kind of like i feel like he has kind of like piratey pants as well Jack i might be completely making bags. this up i don't think i might be completely making this up um but i swear he has like some he's got a whole pirate thing i mean going they, on. They, just imagining... the predator now they could they could just yeah let's get yeah, a crossover I mean, if, if I'm, I would rather a Master and Commander sequel, if there's a way we can blend these things together, <laughs> you okay get Aubrey and Martin against, yeah. against the Predator. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> maybe, with, like, Russell Crowe versus work. Predator. But, yeah, no, it's just the idea of, like, these guys haven't been around for so long, and, you know, even though I can't say that it's a perfect movie, and I feel like it's so... I can't compare it to the original, because the original's just in a clique of its own, um... This is better than people have maybe. I mean, I would, for. and I think if you if you look at it from that cartoony perspective of it being like almost Verhoeven in a way of like you know that heavily satirized yeah. idea of like you know the, the version of a U.S. city with crimes out of control and it's getting to the point where like you know this predator comes in, the government are more concerned with like you know enriching the military industrial complex and they are actually looking after people. You know, there is some really salient kind of social commentary Absolutely. just kind of bubbling beneath the surface in a similar way that the original predator was like you know kind of taking a little bit of a name of like you know the drug war and stuff you get that here too um but it's just not as seamless and i feel like even though that is an issue um the fact that everyone in this movie is clearly having an amazing yeah. time yeah the set design is still wonderful the sets in this movie you know for it being in la i think there was some location shooting obviously but the sets are all really convincing the costume design is all amazing and then you get that final bit in in the ship and it just kind of wraps it all up in a nice little package it feels new it, but it's, familiar, it's a, yeah. yeah it's 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 a genuinely great time and i feel like even though it isn't a perfect sequel you know it it's definitely a worthy scene. I would go as I would go as far as to say it is like maybe this is a boring take and loads of people have said this on like Twitter and Letterboxd and stuff, but I'm gonna say it anyway. One of the most underrated sequels ever. Yeah. Does not get the love yeah. it deserves. Maybe it, it's starting it's, to. But 
Yeah, yeah, no, I would like to see a little bit of a reappraisal for Predator 2, because I feel like there is, like, there's definitely an affection for this movie, uh, in the same way there is, like, within the fandoms, like, you know, like, the same way there is an affection from, like, diehard fans for, like, you know, the, the diehard 2 and 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas the broad consensus would be that the original is better, you know, you'd get people who are more into those movies who are like, oh, maybe I like the sequels for this reason. I feel like maybe we, we need to get to a point where it's like, no, Predator 2 is, is, is good. I feel like it's just you know even even with it's like it's 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 jank like i just have like it's one of those movies i can watch and i'm like Absolutely. this instantly takes me back to like not the first film at film four on a friday night but <laughs> the second film like you kind of like you've just you've just you know you've gotten through like witness and now it's like eleven thirty, and then it's like Predator yeah, two yeah. with ads and you're like you know Let's what keep it on why not it, yeah. I, I would like these kinds of movies that are like the 90s action movies that are kind of messy and all over the place and sometimes really unintentionally funny which i think this one is it it's my favorite stuff to watch and i'll I'll, add i don't like yeah you love watching like like heat is fantastic and it's a really well-made movie but sometimes (laughs) i want to watch something like predator 2 more times i want to watch something like predator 2 was heat to be fair to Heat, the temperature was not as high as it was in Predator <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot less sweat. They established that very clearly at the beginning of the yeah. movie. <laughs> oh, I could, I could, like, I'm genuinely, like, movies like this, I could sit and talk about for three hours. Yeah, and it's like, this is the, this is what I love about, like, this is what I wanted to get across with the podcast as well, is that, like, I feel like, you know, the way I'm taking the dad movie thing is, like, quite a broad, a broad kind of stroke to it because i feel like it is like it's going to mean different things to different people yeah, but to me the, the 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 quintessential dad movie vibe is something that is just like it's not a hundred percent perfect um but you watch it and it just makes you grin like an idiot yeah absolutely and i feel like and i feel like predator 2 does that perfectly it's 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 up there i i, I enjoy it more every time i watch it yeah yeah this is my third time watching i think it was my third time yeah, I think the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, yeah, it's not as good as the first one. And then yeah, I watched yeah. it again. I was like, actually, this is really fun. And then I watched it again. I was like, yeah, it's really fun. I was like, so, last night, like, this rules. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I think I think that about covers everything, I think. We, yeah. I, I, anything we, else to add? We, we've, said a, we've said a lot. It, I feel like people are going to come out of this podcast with like a bit of a nosebleed from just how we, we've <laughs> gone for it today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we absolutely have. No it's, it's flown by. We've, I think we've broken the dad movie runtime. We're on 48 minutes ish now. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Well, there we go. And and you know what? Predator 2 deserves every minute of that 48 minutes. But yeah, this, is, this has been the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter, Dan? Uh, you can you can be added to my whole 102 followers at uh, DanGreamer92. Uh, which is uh, G-R-I-M-A. And yeah, my letterbox is on my Twitter. I think it's just Dan Greamer, but if you go to my Twitter and look in my bio, my letterbox is there. I watch a lot. Not a lot, but it's good. I watch a lot everything. So if you follow me on Letterboxd, you will see a new movie there almost every day. Um, but I always enjoy people uh, having the chance to talk to people about movies. And, and this has been the first podcast I've ever done. Uh, and yeah, it's well, yeah, an absolute pleasure. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, and you should all go follow Dan because he's a really sound guy, and his film takes are good. TM, that is that is my hot take. I hope on, so. On I Dan's try. Takes. <laughs> uh, 
Um, remember, you can follow the We Love Dad Movies podcast on Twitter as well at twitter.com forward slash We Love Dad Movies. We do have a Patreon as well, which you can go subscribe to. There are three separate tiers currently. I want to give a quick shout out to my patrons. Thank you, Josh Brown, Tom Mulgrew, and Shaka. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to it's nice. I'm really I'm just enjoying doing all this and you know to get to talk about Predator with the boys, which is the the, the zenith of podcasting vibes. Yeah, I think that's the important part. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, this is this has been the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast, and we will see you next time, hopefully for Prey. Mm. <laughs> see ya. Bye.